It's Monday, Gimel Adarishon Tavshin Ayin Dalit. Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. ואנחנו שם הולכים עם שמש בכיסי ומעל גגות הכוכבים והזמן עובר בלי פחד ואני הולך לפגוש אותה בגן העדן תתארו לכם קצת עושר כי הוא כל כך כל כך נדיר עם הגניבה בתוך החושך ושנינו בשמיכה היא מלטפת אותי ואומרת לי, מחר יקרה מה שרצית, ואם לאט תשתקפו יום של עצב, עצב ושמחה. תתארו לכם באמצע יום יפה, שמיים עליכם, אהבה איתכם, כן, ככה זה קרה. לפתע היא אמרה, אני עוד זוכר אותה, כמו בסערה, תתארו לכם מותי נופל לתוך זאת ערה. תתארו לכם עולם פשוט, חדר ללילה. בית בגשם, ריחות עצים לאים בתות, ושנינו שיכורים. אם ניפרד אני אמות, היא לוחשת וגועשת. תתארו לכם עוד הזדמנות, כן עוד הזדמנות, לחזור פתאום לנעורים. תתארו לכם את החיים שלנו זזים אחורה וקדימה. מה שחסר לנו שוב מתמלא, מה שהיה פתאום ישיר. ואני מביט לתוך עיניה, ונגנב בכוח פנימה. תתארו לכם אותנו, את כולנו מגשימים את כל החלומות. תתארו לכם באמצע יום יפה, רק שמיים עליכם. ואהבה <laughs> תתארו לכם עולם יפה, הרבה פחות עצוב ממשהו ככה, ואנחנו שם הולכים עם שמש בכיסים. תתארו לכם עולם יפה, עיר בתוך החושך, עולם פשוט. תתארו לכם קצת עושר, עולם יפה. Thank you. 
Lomo Artsi. Live in performance. Tataru Lachem, a big favorite here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day and joining us here on the Israel Show. We're here every Monday. And uh, right after, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM, Eastern Time, 4 PM Israel Time on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are live broadcasting from New York, where it is, yes, yet again snowing. So if you're not in New York and you're enjoying a really nice weather day, thank God, because the snow here just doesn't stop. And what's interesting is that we've had a really tough winter, very, very cold, snow, and yet yesterday was the Super Bowl, and it took place in New Jersey. And for weeks, everybody's been saying, what's going to happen? How are people going to sit in like 15-degree weather for, for a football game in an outdoor stadium? And can you imagine, almost miraculously, yesterday, it was 50 degrees in New York and clear and sunny. And today, it went back to the snow. Boy, if, that would be, if it would be a religious event, people would say, well, you see that? That's from, from the heavens. But I don't know. I don't know for a football game what you would say. Anyway, <laughs> just some of my thoughts. Um, we posted the link to the video clip, a really nice one, of Tita'aru Lachem of Shlomo Artsy on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. We thank all our likers and a whole bunch of them recently. Adiva, I'm sorry, Renee, Susan, Michael, Joe, and Adiva. To get us to 190, ding, 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 ding. 200 is on the way. Thank you so much, and please tell all your friends who uh, might enjoy our show to like our Facebook page. We're going to continue with Bader uh, Chelayich, also known as Shatas Finayel Hayam. It's a well-known song from Danny Sanderson Gazoz, but it turns out that he co-wrote it with Peter Roth, and Peter Roth recorded a cover of it, and it's really cool. So uh, we're proud to bring it to you here on The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network.
Dani Sanderson, Shatas Vinal Hayam. It's actually called Baderich Elayich. That's the official name of that song. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thanks so much for tuning in. And making us a part of your day here at the Israel Show. Well, the Soda Stream ad of the Super Bowl has been in the news for almost the past week because it turns out that Soda Stream is guilty of a terrible, terrible transgression. And the entire world, but especially Europe, is very angry at the company and wants them to be boycotted. And what is that terrible sin that SodaStream is guilty of? Well, let's see, they employ hundreds of Jews and Arabs. They give them equal pay. They give them great working conditions. They have tens of manufacturing facilities around the world. But they also have one in a place called Ma'aleh Dumim, a suburb of Yerushalayim. It's outside of the quote-unquote green line. And it is a disputed territory. And the leftists of the world believe that Israel, Jews, can have a factory there and employ Arabs and give them equal pay. Somehow that's apartheid. How insane is this world? Actually, the world hasn't changed. The anti-Semitism just has changed. Its form has changed. We're going to hear parts of the speech that Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper gave in the Knesset recently, in which he laid it out very clearly. The anti-Semitism is the same. It's just different words. It's been whitewashed. So now the anti-Semitism is called BDS, boycott, divest, and sanction. And so SodaStream, that does not discriminate between Arab and Jew, that employs both, that gives them equal pay, can somehow, in this warped thinking of the world that we live in, of the left, I should say, of the world that we live in, SodaStream has to be punished. And if somebody dares to be a spokesperson for SodaStream, such as the actress Scarlett Johansson, well, 
that's terrible. I mean, she she can't speak for some organization called Oxfam that I never even heard of, and I hope I won't hear about again. I mean, in a world filled with dictatorships, we have to single out Israel. That's it. You know, many, many American actors go to Venezuela, Cuba. They cozy up with their dictators. You hear a lot about their being uh, boycotted? I haven't. Part of the problem is that, as usual, many, many Jews are part of this headache. That's right. That's part of the problem. That many Israelis are encouraging the BDS. That when a, a, a singing, when a rock star or, or some band wants to come and perform in Israel, Israelis, left, radical left Israelis, start putting the pressure on them that they shouldn't come and that they should boycott Israel. And even within Israel now, we have boycotts by performers. You know, there was recently a uh, beautiful concert hall opened in the city of Ariel, which is also just over the Green Line. And like Ma'ala Dumim, I don't think there's anyone who disagrees that the city of Ariel will remain within the state of Israel, even if this fantasy peace treaty is ever accomplished. And yet, a whole list of radical left Israeli performers announced that they will not go to perform in the city of Ariel because it's over the Green Line and they're boycotting it. It's amazing. It's amazing. The world will boycott Israel. And these, all I can say, these ninnies, for good reason, these ninnies have decided that they're going to join and they're going to boycott performances and places in Israel. Last week we told you about ACUM, which is the Israeli uh, organization that protects the rights of uh, songwriters and and, um, other authors in Israel. And they have a yearly uh, awards uh, ceremony. We mentioned it last week that uh, three of the awardees are religious um, singers and musicians who have crossed the lines between religion and non-religious. Um, Jonathan Razel, his song Katonti, Ehud Vanai. And a Lifetime Achievement Award is going to Ariel Zilber. Ariel Zilber is 70 years old. He has written some of the most iconic Israeli songs of the 70s and the 80s. Rutsi Shmulek, Tenli Koach, and others. And then at some point, he became a Choser Betshuva and uh, continued to produce great music. Great, great music. We've played lots of it here. In fact, we're going to post two links on our Facebook page of the next song that we're going to play of Ariel Zilber. You'll see the same song being performed by him before the Chazar Abed Shuva in 78 and one after. What a difference. 
The one after, of course, a long beard, a hat. Payas. Well, Achinoam Nini, also known as Noah, who has a worldwide reputation, and who happens to be a radical leftist, decided that she is going to boycott the ceremony. She was to receive some award as well, because she didn't like Ariel Zilber's politics. He's a right-winger. He spoke out on many, many topics. He was against the expulsion of Gush Katif and other things. And so this leftist, who supposedly believes in openness, that's what liberalism is about. We're open to other ideas. We want to be tolerant of other people. Yeah, as long as they agree with you, or maybe as long as they're Arabs. But if they're Jews to the right of you, no, 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 no tolerance there. So she's boycotting this award ceremony. Achinoam Nini, and that's why I said these are ninis. Ninis. And by the way, Achinoam Nini was invited several years ago to perform at the Vatican. And she was asked to sing not a Jewish song, but Ave Maria, a religious Christian song, which has a long history, the Catholic Church does, about things that it's done to the Jewish people. She didn't have any problem there. Oh, no, she was all proud, didn't say a word about the past of the Catholic Church and Jewish people and all the horrific things that happened. No, no, that's fine. But Ariel Zilber, oh, God forbid. And so, I don't know. I don't know. Should we be boycotting Achino Amnini's music? Should we play the same game? You can let us know how you feel. I'm not sure. Definitely not going to play it today. And we will play Ariel Zilber. Tenli Koach. Give me strength. That's what we need, boy. We really do need strength. So this is in honor of Ariel Zilber and his independence and his ability to stand up in a democratic state of Israel and say what he wants, and he deserves not to be boycotted by anyone, internally or externally. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Ki ben khina la 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 
Zilbert's strength to stand up to those who are boycotting him and don't want to give him the freedom to speak his mind. And we congratulate him winning the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Israeli Organization of Composers and Writers. My name is Mayor Wangart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Last week was the Yortzeit of Ilan Ramon, the um, 11th Yortzeit of Ilan Ramon. Israel's first astronaut who perished in the disaster of the, uh, was it the Columbia? Wow, we were so proud of him. He was so such an amazing person. And we've done uh, numerous specials in his memory and his honor. We're not going to get into it at length today, but we will play the song that is probably most associated with his memory. This is a song called Zemer Nuget, sad song. It was a song that his wife sent up to him to space, so to speak. They played it for him on the request of his wife when he was up uh, up in the Halal, in space, and has become associated with his memory. And so we'll play it today. This version is from HaChalonot HaGvohim. Words were written by the famous Mishoreret Rachel. As we remember Ilan Ramon 11 years later. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Zora Bara Zora Bara Ubrahima 
In our Meir Milim segment, we shed light on a word or phrase in the Hebrew language. This week's edition of Meir Milim is dedicated to Ronit Zweig and Ariel Weiss, who are getting married tonight. May they share many years of health and boundless happiness together. Amen. Don't trafe up my kitchen, a sentence that a great Talmud Chacham may hear from his wife. You can't eat at that restaurant. It's treif. We use the word treif, or in proper Hebrew, taref, to mean non-kosher. But wait, could that be? In our ode to the head of the household, sung on Friday night, we say... Vatakom be'od laila, vatiten teref leveta v'chok l'na'aroteha. She gets up super early, it's still dark out, to feed her family. What does she feed them? Vatiten teref leveta. Teref? Trefus? We gotta stop singing about this. After working decades for his father-in-law Lavan, Yaakov finally has enough. He gets in Lavan's face and tells him off. Etc. For twenty years I took care of your sheep, your flocks. I was so devoted, so careful. I didn't bring you a treif animal. Lavan? With the impeccable Gentile Yichus? Does Lavan really care if Yaakov brought him treifas? Let's take a closer look at the word treif. In the Torah there are two words that describe a dead animal, nevela and trefa. The definition of nevela is an animal that dies of natural causes. A trefa, on the other hand, died a violent death. A trefa is an animal that was ripped apart by another animal. The verb, the action of ripping apart, is taraf, or litrof. Yaakov tells Lavan, while I was in charge, no harm ever came to your sheep, and if one of your flock was devoured by another animal, I never brought it to you. I paid for it, out of my own pocket. Trefalo heveti elecha has nothing to do with kashrut. When Yaakov is presented with Yosef's kutonet pasim, the cloak of many colors, drenched in blood, he says in horror, Chaya ra'a achalatu, a savage beast devoured him, tarof, toraf. Yosef.
Yosef was Torof, Toraf, ripped apart by a wild animal. The first part of the Pesach is exactly the definition of Torof, Toraf. In time, Teref comes to mean food, which was usually acquired by hunting and slaughtering animals. And so the Eshet Chayel doesn't give her family non-kosher food, but the ten Teref Leveta means she provided them with food. Just like the Pasuk in Tehillim, Teref Natan Liyoreyav, God provides food for those who fear him. Chazal used the word Trefa or Tref in a very different way. They used it as a halachic term to describe a sick animal that can't be eaten under any circumstances. In time, treif becomes another word for non-kosher. And being that nevelus and trefus can't be eaten, they become disgusting to us. And we've come to use these words in that way as well. When faced with two bad choices, in Hebrew we say, ze nevela ze trefa. Both are bad options. This one's a nevela, this one's a trefa. And related to this, a person can be a naval, from nivela, a rude, mean-spirited, unethical person who we find to be reprehensible. The Ramban famously describes a naval birshuta Torah, one who technically keeps the mitzvot, and yet is a naval, an unethical and disgusting person. So to wrap up all the pieces, the meaning of taraf is to rip apart. A trefa in Tanakh means a dead animal that was killed by being ripped apart. A nevela means an animal that died of natural causes. Both later morph to mean something non-kosher or something disgusting, giving us a naval, a person of reprehensible behavior. And that's this week's edition of the Meir Milim segment. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Lelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelel
Harel Moyal with Lele, or Ella's song. It's also known as Ella's song. A little bit later, we're going to bring you some new music from uh, a singer that we introduced you to a few weeks ago, Carney Eldad. Gorgeous stuff. She has uh, two albums out. One is covers of old Israeli songs going back to the 20s, 30s, and 40s. And the other is covers of Shlomo Kalbach's songs, and we'll bring you one of each. Uh, Stephen Harper, the Prime Minister of Canada, gets my vote to be the leader of the free world. Here's a man who stands up for principles, stands up for right against wrong, and has no compunctions to publicly announce it. Gets up and says what he thinks. He spoke in the Knesset recently, and... uh, his speech is amazing. If you can, you can read the whole thing. We'll bring you a few clips of it here on the Israel Show, and uh, we'll comment on some of them. Here is um, the first. It is right to support Israel because after generations of persecution, the Jewish, Jewish people deserve their own homeland and deserve to live safe, safely and peacefully in that homeland. Now let me repeat that. Canada supports Israel fundamentally because it is right to do so. This, that's an amazing statement by, uh, by a leader of, uh, of, a, of, of a big country, of one of, the, uh, one of the G8 who came to Israel with a huge delegation, including his foreign minister. We support Israel because it is the right Thing to do. Indeed, Israel is the only country in the Middle East which has long anchored itself in the ideals of freedom, democracy, and the rule of law. And these are not mere notions. They are the things that over time and against all odds have proven to be over and over again the only ground in which human rights, political stability, and economic prosperity may flourish. And so we either stand up for our values and our interests here in Israel, stand up for the existence of a free, democratic, and distinctively Jewish state, or the retreat of our values and our interests in the world will begin. He's very clear. 
He's very clear about it. If we don't support Israel, then we basically support terrorism. Then we basically support dictatorships. If we don't stand up for Israel's right, then our moral compass is all off. It's not centered. And so, says Stephen Harper, we must support Israel because it is the right thing to do. And as we mentioned previously, Stephen Harper has no problem calling out the new anti-Semitism. And he goes into this in great detail. We have a part of what he said, in which he basically said singling out Israel is anti-Semitism. Not that Israel is always right. Not that Israel always does the best, the most ethical thing. Israel is wrong like every other nation. But to single Israel out amongst all the other horrific countries in the world and say Israel is worse, that is nothing less than anti-Semitism. Is the face of the new anti-Semitism. It targets the Jewish people by targeting Israel and attempts to make the old bigotry acceptable to a new generation. Now, of course, friends, criticism of Israeli government policy is not in and of itself necessarily anti-Semitic. But what else can we call criticism that selectively condemns only the Jewish state and effectively denies its right to exist, to defend itself, while systematically ignoring or excusing the violence and oppression all around it? What else can we call it when Israel is routinely singled out, targeted at the United Nations, and when Israel remains the only country to be subject to a permanent agenda item at the regular sessions of its Human Rights Council. That is, um, quite frankly, yes, an amazing point that Stephen Harper makes. And here's one more. Israel has been a nation. Israelis have endured attacks and slanders beyond counting and have never known a day of true peace. And we understand, we Canadians understand that Israelis live with this impossible calculus. If you act to defend yourselves, you will suffer widespread condemnation over and over again. But should you fail to act, you alone will suffer the consequence of your inaction. And that consequence will be final. It will be your destruction. What Harp is saying, and uh, I've quoted my father, Elav Shalom, many times. My father used to say there are two types of Jews. The ones that get killed and the ones that fight back. The ones that get killed and slaughtered, they're very popular around the world. There are memorials for them and everything. The ones who fight back, oh, they're not very popular at all. And my father said, of course, if I had my choice, I want to be alive and not popular. That's the impossible calculus that Stephen Harper, Prime Minister of Canada, speaks about. It is, quite frankly, amazing that in the United Nations Human Rights Council, quote-unquote Human Rights Council, Israel, Israel is the only country, as he says, to be the subject of a permanent agenda item. No, not Korea, not North Korea. No, not China that did ethnic cleansing. Not Russia that's led by a former KGB dictator. Not Venezuela. No, not Iran. Not Afghanistan under the Taliban. Not Syria. No, no. It's only the Jewish state that's singled out. 
And there's one more clip that we're going to play, and I think that it is the most telling and most interesting clip of all. We'll do so after the uh, number by Karni Eldad. This is Sachki Sachki. This goes back a long, long time. This song, I, I remember it from my youth and my parents and their youth, and she uh, covers it in a beautiful way. It is really gorgeous. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. It's off of her album called Shirei Artsi by Carney Eldad. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
That is so beautiful. Karniel Dad, Sachki, Sachki. I think the official name of that song is Anima Amin. We were discussing the uh, speech of Stephen Harper, but we'll get back to the last clip that we have for you. But in the meantime, I uh, saw in the news that there might be a development on this whole uh, boycott, uh, Achinoam Nini's boycott of the ACUM Music Awards in Israel, and um, don't want to discuss it without checking it out. So there, there are developments there. Stay tuned. This is a interesting story. So I think the highlight of Stephen Harper's speech, now he gave an amazing speech in which he supported Israel, like unequivocally, that Israel is the right versus the rest of the Arab world, which is in the wrong, that Israel is a democracy, that Israel has the values that we believe in. But here's a clip that I think uh, is uh, one of the more important ones, not because of what he says, but because of what happens openly call Israel an apartheid state. Now think about that statement. Think about the twisted logic and outright malice behind that. A state based on freedom, democracy, and the rule of law. Founded so that Jews can flourish as Jews and seek shelter from the shadow of the worst racist experiment in history, that is condemned, and it is condemned in language, in the mass language of anti-racism. Friends, that is nothing short of sickening. What you heard was Stephen Harper saying how insane it is that Israel is called an apartheid state and at the same time the Israeli member of Knesset, Ahmed Tibi, who is an Arab, was yelling and screaming. One of the things he said, I don't know if you were able to make it out, one of the things he said was, you should join the seats of the Likud. That's, that's the statement that Ahmed Tibi makes as he's interrupting Stephen Harper because Stephen Harper is saying that Israel is not an apartheid state. So how ironic is that? In an apartheid state, would the minority be able to have representation in the parliament and a real representation in the parliament, quite a number of Arab members of Knesset, who actually would like to destroy the state of Israel. And that they sit in the Knesset, and they are allowed to heckle a prime minister of a foreign country because he is saying that Israel is not an apartheid state. I mean, the irony of this is beyond comprehension. But I think it's a great lesson for anyone around the world. And if we know how to present it, that's how we should present it. You think Israel's an apartheid state? With the blacks allowed to have representation in the South African parliament? Were they allowed to sit together with the white parliament members? Could they have dared to speak out publicly and challenged a visiting head of state as he spoke in the parliament? Israel's an apartheid state? There you have it, right there.
Can't ask for. I don't know. You can't. You can't ask for a better uh, set of circumstances. It's the way I see it. Stephen Harper, great, great speech at the Israeli Knesset. We brought you clips of it. You're invited to uh, just do a YouTube search. You'll find it. The speech, by the way, has some French and some English. He goes back and forth. Now, here's the part of all this that should make us all crazy. After this amazing speech that Stephen Harper, the Prime Minister of Canada, makes in the Knesset, supporting Israel, supporting Israel's right to be a Jewish state, supporting Israel against charges of apartheid, supporting Israel in every which way, the Israeli media basically ignores him. Arutz Esser News, Channel 10 News in Israel, which was on one hour after the speech, didn't mention a thing. In fact, people who were watching it wouldn't even know that there was such a speech. Arutz Stein, Channel 2 News, wow. They devoted an entire minute to the Harper speech of which half was showing Ahmed Tibi, the Arab, heckling him. Wow. Now, do you really think that if Harper would get up in the Knesset and make an anti-Israel speech, criticizing Benjamin Netanyahu and his government, do you really think the Israeli media would have ignored it? I doubt it. Thank you. 
Here on the Israel Show, my name is Mayor Wang, and thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your day, wherever you are. Thank you uh, to Nefesh Benefesh, our sponsors. Nefesh Benefesh had a great ad on the Nachum Siegel Network Kosher Halftime Super Bowl show. Go to uh, NachumSiegel.com to enjoy that. It was really, really cool, and you'll enjoy, of course, the whole 20-minute presentation by Lenny Solomon and the Nachum Siegel Network. Nefesh Benefesh is there providing uh, for potential Olim with uh, resources to help them make their Aliyah as successful as possible, and we thank them for sponsoring the Israel Show. We thank you so much for tuning in. We thank you for all your likes, Facebook likes, your comments, your emails. We're going to end off with Carniel Dodd off of her album, which uh, are covers of uh, Shlomo Kabach's song. This one is Simcha La'artzecha, beautiful piece by a great artist. Uh, thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, and my very special thanks as always to Nachum Siegel. Tech Talk is following us right after this song. So stay tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network for that, and afterwards for great Music Monday Mix. Until next Monday, following JM in the end, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Thank you.